so as we are reading we have on the one side the law of death and on the other side the law of love the law of death is a denial of all divine possibilities upon earth so it governs the lower triplicity of mind life and body and it says that you know all of us when we are under the law of death we deny the even the presence of divine because it's a field of darkness and obscurity on the other hand within this framework of mind body and life we have something or someone who has descended here from above who has who knows the law of love you know that's the soul in man and that creates a strange unease within human beings we can never be fully content with the idea that there is nothing else but this body life and mind we can never be because there is something which will always make us feel uneasy even the most avowed atheist who doesn't believe in anything like god still acts intuitively as if there is a divine presence otherwise you tell him that in that case why be good at all why make any effort if ultimately all is dirt then the best logical thing to do is to go to the nearest uh, drug store <laughs> just be on a trip because there is a logical conclusion but he wouldn't because there is something which is not how much ever obscure it may be it is aware of the a deeper law a higher law and that is the law of love and this is the evolutionary tussle up till now the law of death eventually had an upper hand eventually by that it means that it finally said and we see this in savitri this is all right there is a beyond go into that beyond but leave this place under my empire this is my empire here my law my way and my powers they reign so if you want ultimately maybe i agree maybe there is something beyond but in that case you go to the beyond and that's where we had paused on page 609 now we are on book 10 uh, canto 2 the gospel of death and vanity of the ideal i am just reading randomly so what is the law of death now you will see very interestingly why why this is of importance to us why should we know what's happening in you know the debate between love and death or between savitri and yama it's important because in us to this debate is taking place because it's a cosmic scale on which this movement is taking place in us to death speaks and we hear and unfortunately by believing it we come under its spell but in us to love speaks the divine mother's love and by listening to her we can change the law of death into the law of love so what is the law of death ultimately it goes to a point and we have seen slowly slowly as it admits is also getting transformed page 609 earth only is there and not some heavenly source if heavens there are they are veiled in their own light if a truth eternal somewhere reigns unknown it burns in a tremendous void of god for truth shines far from the falsehoods of the world how can the heavens come down to unhappy earth or the eternal lodge in drifting time you see we hear it no even from many of the so called spiritual people even there the law of death still speaks has its upper hand that okay fine there is the divine there is something beyond but don't expect that to establish on earth and now we remember ashupati's original aspiration the ideal must be nature's common truth so death says how shall the ideal tread earth's dolorous soil where life is only a labor and a hope a child of matter and by matter fed a fire flaming low in nature's great a wave that breaks upon a shore in time 
A journey's toilsome trudge with death for goal. The avatars have lived and died in vain. Vain was the sage's thought, the prophet's voice. In vain is seen the shining upward way. Now you see, through the in life and of course in the journey of yoga, all these doubts, these shadows cross a sadhak's mind. And he has to dispel them. But he cannot dispel it by his own thought, by logic analysis. Because that is a very logical fellow. He is a graduate from Harvard University, post-graduate in fact. But sometimes an illiterate Indian peasant is better than a Harvard postgraduate. Because he has a heart. So Savitri speaks from the heart. She says, O death, thou reasonest, I reason not. I know, I see, I, I act, I see, I love. You can say, yeah, you can say. Yeah. So, when she says that, then he says, Ki, you must know also. And then she says that, when I have loved all, then I shall know. See, she reverses the whole thing. You know, this pride of knowledge, of the intellect. But she says, when I have loved all, then I shall know. So, what is this law of love that we have seen? The law of love is there to transform earth nature. Yes, can you read that? I am. Ah. I love. Yes. I see. I act. Yes. I will. I will. I am. I am. I love. I see. I feel. I act. I see. 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 I will. I will. So, and then she gives, uh, you know, very interesting, again, reply on page 623. O death, thou lookest on an unfinished world. See, this is one of the, uh, another crucial point in Shurabindo's yogic vision. That man is a transitional being. O death, thou lookest on an unfinished world, assailed by thee, and of its road unsure. You have put the blinders on the soul. It is assailed all the time. You make it run, and therefore, you do not know what is going to come. Peopled by imperfect minds and ignorant lives, and seest, God is not, and all is vain. Now comes this marvelous line, which at many levels operates. How shall the child already be the man? And his child. In, no, 623. We have jumped. How shall the child already be the man because he is infant? Shall he never grow? Because he is ignorant, shall he never learn? And then she gives example from material nature. In a small, fragile seed, a great tree lurks. In a tiny gene, a thinking being is shut. A little element in a little sperm, it grows and is a conqueror and a sage. Then will thou spew out death, God's mystic truth? So she gives the very examples death gives. That What is man? He is a gene. He is a chemical. He says, yes, but look at the magic. In a gene and a chemical, he has shut a seer and a sage. So she reverses. It's a reversal of vision. And then last three lines on the same page. All here bears witness to his secret might. In all we feel his presence and his power. A blaze of his sovereign glory is the sun. A glory is the gold and glimmering moon. A glory is his dream of purple sky. Purple. <laughs> a march of his greatness are the wheeling stars. His laughter of beauty breaks out in green trees. Death says there is no God. He says God is everywhere. <laughs> you can't see it. It's your problem. <laughs> his moments of beauty triumph in a flower. The blue seas chant. The rivulet's wandering voice are murmurs 
falling from the eternal's harp. This world is God fulfilled in outwardness. This world is, this universe is God's outer body and he is constantly fulfilling himself through this. So thus they, uh, you know, as I said, it's very, very beautiful and dialogue and basically through it we see the transformation that is going on and eventually he says, Ki, okay, fine, um, you have the knowledge, I admit, but do you have the power? To create, see, this is the very beautiful Shivindo uh, combines the peak of Vedanta with the peak of Tantra. You have the knowledge. He, say, he says, ki, okay, I am finally convinced. Do you have the power to really create it? You are speaking very beautiful words. And so he says, finally, he is, you know, on the way to transformation, page 655. Or if she dwells within thy mortal heart, show me the body of the living truth. Or draw for me the outline of her face that I too may obey and worship her. 6.55 Then will I give thee back thy Satyavan. So she says, Ki, I want to see. And then comes the great moment. And Savitri finally reveals say you know moment of apocalypse when Savitri's several places throughout the book we have beautiful descriptions of the divine mother and uh, once I was compiling just uh, not all of them but still quite a number of them and it ran through 100 pages yes. it was for somebody who wanted to read and there, there are still more like this passage which I am going to read I had not compiled because it was meant for a different purpose. What do you Where there are passages just on the Divine Mother. The Divine Mother in Savitri. Now, look at the beauty of this. Now, we all want to have darshan of God, vision of God. We are so blind that even if God stands, we will not be able to see. But Shurabindo, by the power and magic of his words, brings the same truth so close to us. And this is where in the original Vedic sense, the Kavi, the poet is also the uh, Kavi Kritu. He is also the one who is the doer. He creates, he is the creator. So he creates a form. He has experienced something, seen something. But now how does he share it with others? You know, even normally, like when you go back and people ask, okay, uh, tell us how was it? So you will say, okay, nice or whatever, you know, this, that, hundred things. But how do you exactly share what you are, you experienced? So probably you will say, Aisa karo, savidri padlo. Now even then, it will be difficult. The person will say, okay, but I don't know, maybe I feel something, but I can't say what you have experienced. So, Shurabindu has experienced that glory of glories. But, he is the, he is the one who is endowed with the perfect expression. So when he describes through Savitri, he brings near to us, that great vision. And if for nothing else, I mean, as I said, there are so many wonderful things in Savitri. Mother has said, it's the complete guide to the yoga of transformation. But if for nothing else, just for reading the wonder and glory of the Divine Mother, it is marvelous. So when it says, that says, ki, page 664, Six sixty-four. By power not light, the great gods rule the world. Power is the arm of God, the seal of fate. O human claimant to immortality, reveal thy power, lay bare thy spirit's force. Then will I give back to thee Satyavan. Or if the mighty mother is with thee, Show me her face that I may worship her. See, it came earlier also. Again he is saying, show me. Show me that I may worship her. Let deathless eyes look into the eyes of death. Then comes below. 
and Savitri looked on death and answered not. See the eyes of the Divine Mother. She says, you do what you can. Show me that. Almost it seemed as if in a symbol shape the world's darkness had consented to heaven light. See, this is the yoga of transformation. All of us carry within us a portion of the Divine Mother, the psychic being, which Shubhendra is described as you know, a portion of the Divine Mother. And all of us have many things in us which are still ruled by death. So the more this light grows, the more the power of death, the law of death begins to become weaker and weaker and weaker. And eventually a time comes when there is the last battle. The final strongholds of resistance have to be thrown out or transformed. A mighty transformation came on her. A, a halo of the indwelling deity, the immortal's luster that had lit her face and tented its radiance in her body's house. Overflowing made the air a luminous sea. Now you know, this is how Shivinda reveals in a flaming moment of apocalypse, the incarnation thrust aside its veil. You see, in, again, Adhyatramayana, this comes now, when Ravana finally, he takes the most vicious form, then the Divine Mother thrust aside her veil and reveals herself as Kali. He says, you really believe that you are the most powerful? Look here, in a trice I can slay you. But here, she has come to transform. A little figure in infinity, yet stood and seemed the eternal's very house, as if the world's center was her very soul, and all white space was but its outer robe. The Divine Mother appears. All space becomes nothing but dress. A curve of the calm tour of far heaven, descending into earth's humility. Her forehead's span vaulted the omniscient's gaze. Her eyes were two stars that watched the universe. She looks into death. The power that from her being summit reigned, the presence chambered in lotus secrecy, came down and held the center in her brow. And so there is a whole description of the Divine Mother in all her glory. And then what happens to death? Anybody's guess? Page 667. Huh? <laughs> he is transformed. <laughs> 667. His, the two opposed each other face to face. His being like a huge fort of darkness towered. Around it, her light grew an ocean's siege. He is becoming larger and larger and she is becoming more and more intense light surrounding him all around. And then what happens? A while the shade survived, defying heaven, assailing in front, oppressing from above a concrete mass of conscious power he bore the tyranny of her divine desire. Look at the lines. A pressure of intolerable force weighed on his unbowed head and stubborn breast. <laughs> stubborn fellow. But slowly the pressure of the transforming force, it happens here very often. People in the beginning, they start experiencing the pressure of the mother's force. And then the thrill that runs, slowly, slowly the being opens and you get accustomed because it's not easy. To bear that pressure. And many things will come out. Because you know death tries to tower into its ultimate darkness. And the more it comes out the more there is pressure. Very often people ask this. That you know God is everywhere. So what is the difference between the ashram and the world? So my simple take is. Yes everywhere there is divine. And everywhere there is the world. In the ashram also you have the world. And you have the divine. Outside also you have the world and you have the divine. The difference is, outside, divine is hidden in a mass of darkness, waiting for his moment to emerge. Now he is emerging because of the supramental force. But here, 
the darkness is surrounded by the divine power and is pressing 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 upon it to change and if one cannot change one is just thrown out of that circle because one cannot bear it but now of course because of the supramental consciousness this happening in a certain sense all over the world and is bound to grow so look from all around light like a burning tongue licked up his thoughts so the mind changes all the doubts they vanish because of the mother's touch light was a luminous torture in his heart so the things that previously gave joy lose their charm because <laughs> it has licked up light coursed a splendid agony through his nerves the nerves and the body cannot bear it his darkness muttered perishing in her place few lines below he called to night but she fell shuddering back he called to hell but suddenly it retired and that's what is the deeper reason why you know this ashram and in the ancient times all the ashram they were attacked by these forces of hell darkness because they don't want the divine work but eventually they retire he calls on hell please come to my aid but what happens hell also begins to get changed or run away because such is the power and goal he turned to the inconscient for support from which he was born his vast sustaining self it drew him back towards boundless vacancy it said you please don't try this come back <laughs> you come retire into me as if by himself to swallow up himself he called to his strength but it refused his call his body was eaten by light his spirit devoured at last he knew defeat inevitable and left crumbling the shape that he had worn abandoning hope to make man's soul his prey and forced to be mortal the immortal spirit it created the delusion that you know we are really mortal beings who are born and die afar he fled shunning her dreaded touch and refuge took in the retreating night and as she is going the divine mother is chasing and then death is transformed so what is revealed is that behind the mask of death and terror there was none else but the evolutionary divine who was standing behind using this mask it was none else but he was using this mask mask to goad man's soul when he is not yet ready for the great touch but now it knows that like you know my days are over i have done my job and i need to go it's the same thing kansa and krishna kansa rules till kansa must rule and when krishna comes in it tries the whole kingdom vanishes ravana rules as long as ravana must rule and eon thou has taken to ha eon thou shall rule and when rama comes it just eventually crumbles so the same thing for a long time death has ruled and then when this being emerges who was waiting for that moment the divine he says the divine in his evolutionary aspect he says do you really think earth is ready and there is a beautiful description of you know uh, i'll just read a little bit 681 you know 681 is the golden supramental being hidden in earth nature who was using this mask page 681 last eight nine lines is it's a, it's a long long passage he is our seed and core our head and base all light is but a flash from his closed eyes and all wise truth is mystic in his heart the omniscient ray is shut behind his lids the mother speaks of meeting this being who is lying in the depths of the inconscient and his eyes are closed and from him creation is emerging step by step and the mother says he is the first avatar the we don't have with 
the description in the Puranas. He is the divine who has entered into this inconscient, hid himself there to lead the whole creation step by step upward. By his mere presence. There is a vision of her actually. Ha, vision. Yes. She goes there, she sees that the moment she casts his eyes, he is the wisdom that comes not by thought. His wordless silence brings the immortal word. He sleeps in the atom and the burning star. He sleeps in man and God and beast and stone. Because he is there, the inconscient does its work. Because he is there, the world forgets to die. Despite death. <laughs> now we have the question of Yaksha answered. <laughs> Yudhishthira did not answer it. He only gave another poser. That's strange. He says, Kim Asharyam? He says, This Asharyam. But why this Asharyam? He doesn't answer. Because he is there, the world forgets to die. He is the center of the circle of God. He is the circumference of nature's run. His slumber is an almightiness in things. Awake, he is the eternal and supreme. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. Just few lines more. Uh, all powers were woven in countless concords here. The bliss that made the world in his body lived. Love and delight were the head of the sweet form. In the alluring meshes of their snare, recaptured, the proud, blissful members held, all joy outrunners of the panting heart, and fugitive from life's outstripped desire. Whatever vision has escaped the eye, whatever happiness comes in dream and trance, the nectar spilled by love with trembling hands, the joy the cup of nature cannot hold, had crowded to the beauty of his face. We are waiting in the honey of his laugh. Look at, you know, what a wonderful vision of the Godhead wonderful. So he awakes. He also must ask her. And he says, you know, you want to... I can see that you have done all this. But are you sure man is still still ready? <laughs> see, this question comes again and again. So... This Godhead now, on page 689. He is the evolutionary being hidden behind who was using the mask. Actually, he would get transformed into life that way. I mean, technically. But Shobhinda has used death as the whole unconsciousness, the whole uh, original uh, urge of creation. So, it's that being. That's why Shobhinda used the word fourfold being. Who is one? So all the four. So death is, he says, ki inconscient, hell, all these are part of that. What are the four? The four great asuras. Actually the four great beings who leapt out of the one. So light, life, consciousness and bliss. And they turned into their opposite. Love is the savior. Comes from the divine mother. Light and consciousness You can use the word being. Life, consciousness, delight. And truth. Actually, and yes, at different places, ha, she has used them. Light or consciousness? Ha, at different places, she has used it differently. Haan, delight or love? Six words come to Truth changes light into falsehood. Light, consciousness. Satchit Anand and truth. Haan, basically. Yeah. Uh, truth yeah, it's but not Satchit Anand. Not exactly. Because it's. Acha, okay. It's, it's for mnemonic you can use. Haan, Light becomes darkness, consciousness becomes unconsciousness, truth becomes falsehood, and delight becomes suffering. Life becomes life becomes death. Consciousness and light are same. Huh? Yes. So they are the four original powers that leapt into creation. Light becomes darkness, or consciousness. No, light delight becomes suffering. So. That's how the Savitri starts, the plunge into darkness, you know, fathomless zero. Into creation. But they turned into their very opposite because each of them began to feel that he is divine. 
and forgot its origin. But of course, it was a part of the plan. We may say so. And so they became their very opposite. And they have to be rescued. When she hinted, even the violent deities, the dark deities, she's hinting towards them. In fact, telling death, you also have hope. You know, it's the same thing like Krishna telling Karna that look, you you can change. So similarly, she says, you have hope. I have not come only to rescue Satyavan and others. You too have hope. So they they have to be transformed. But once you know there is this death mask is gone. So the being who was sleeping in the heart of creation, he says, page six eighty nine, heaven's call is rare, rarer the heart that heeds. He says everything is fine, but you have forgotten one important thing. And ultimately, man has to accept or refuse. Inconscient, आपने खत्म कर दिया, but man को नहीं चाहिए, तो आप क्या करोगे? And look at these lines: the doors of light are sealed to common mind, and earth's needs nail to earth the human mass. Only in an uplifting hour of stress, men answer to the touch of greater things. Or Raised by some strong hand to breathe heaven air, they slide back to the mud from which they climbed. In the mud of which they are made, whose law they know, they joy in safe return to a friendly base. And then he gives you know all the reasons. And then he also says something very interesting. Last four lines: In the stark economy of cosmic life. Each creature to its appointed task and place is bound by his nature's form, his spirit's force. If this were easily disturbed, it would break the subtle balance of created things. So now you know she has to take into account everything. It's not enough just that man is consenting. Gods must consent. The animal world must consent. So that's why we see in the mother's action in the ashram, she worked towards. Making the gods accept that there is going to be a new way of life, a new consciousness, and in that new consciousness, you will no more be worshipped, because man will become equal or even greater to you. So they have to agree. Otherwise, you know, if they are still wanting worship, they will create hurdles. At the same time, she has to make animals come up and catch up, because otherwise the whole link will be disturbed. And much later, mother speaks of different layers of humanity which are going to come up between the human and the supramental. She uses the word intermediate species because this is a problem. So evolutionary being, uh, the divine hidden, he poses this problem: that okay, you are the incarnation of the present, but I am the first incarnation. You tell me how you are going to solve this problem. So the law of karma will change because supramental being will be forever free. Whatever his nature does, there is no karmic bond or link. So all these questions are there. And so, he also tells her, "Look, I will open the doors of the highest. You enter there with Satyavan. At least there will be one possibility. Maybe in future something will happen." So, on page six ninety two. Lose, receive him into boundless Savitri. Lose thyself into infinite Satyavan, and then she says something very powerful. But Savitri answered to the radiant God. Now it's the radiant. Yeah, radiant God. In vain thou temptest with solitary bliss two spirits saved out of a suffering world. My soul and his indissolubly linked. in the one task for which our lives were born to raise the world to god in deathless light to bring god down to the world on earth we came to change the earthly life to life divine so you know this is how i understand the ancient symbol of nar narayana there is the story of human and the divine coming together and fighting the great battle both are needed so she says that well 
me and satyavan together can create it satyavan is the prototype of humanity he is the one who will become my instrument for this great transformation and last four lines if earth can look up to the light of heaven and hear an answer to her lonely cry not vain their meeting nor heaven's touch a snare if thou and i are true the world is true this is a totally new perspective although thou hide thyself behind thy works to be is not a senseless paradox since god has made earth earth must make in her god what hides within her breast she must reveal i claim thee for the world that thou hast made if man lives bound by his humanity now she is giving another solution also she say i have thought about i have plan b if man is not ready to evolve still the supramental being will come i'll take another route if man lives bound by his humanity if he is tied forever to his pain let a greater being then arise from man the superhuman with the eternal mate so finally he says ki okay page 692 693 so he says yes the superhuman with the eternal mate the man is not ready so the superhumanity still would come and he would be one with the eternal the strength of the eternal that one is over what is mate mate is the companion the partner right now we are transient earthly beings but we can become mate of the eternal means all that is another way of saying divine the timeless spirit where you know its energy its light its love so all that superhumanity of tomorrow will be natural partners you know mate means literally like whatever is yours is mine by by nature mates you know share everything so he will become a partner of the divine eternal divine so whatever the supermaterial come ah, and he, his mate would be the eternal himself i mean yeah it's natural because he will be one with the divine consciousness so what that's what it means so whatever belongs to the eternal divine also belongs to the superhumanity of tomorrow so in one line he describes of course there are many other descriptions which will follow so then he says all right in that case you go and ask for the boon from the highest so then savitri goes and there is the boons the new boons that the divine mother brings now in the savitri story we see that there are these boons siyas and here shobindo also shows savitri asking these boons but now there is a deeper truth behind it and that is being revealed to us what the mother has brought for earth and men you know people ask ki what are the gifts what is done at the ashram i mean do we have a hospital free hospital free dining room no we have none of these things but we have something which the mother wants to give to earth and men if we are ready so what are the boons that she has brought secured for earth and men that is being revealed to us page 696 and we have these four boons choose spirit thy supreme choice not given again for now from my highest being looks at thee the nameless formless peace where all things rest so he says ki choose what you want if you want i will open my gates and you can enter into the formless peace of the infinite i'm skipping few lines he says do you want felicity of the extinguished flame last sinking of a wave in a boundless sea end of the trouble of thy wandering thoughts close of the journeying of thy pilgrim soul except o music weariness of thy notes o stream wide breaking of thy channel banks this is the entire unmanifest the par brahman but she does not want that that's what mother says we 
we are meant to make life perfect with the divine perfection not to renounce life so we reach that point from where there is a choice to enter and vanish but instead of vanishing you bring down that greater glory embody that greater truth that greater light so she asks first born and now you will see also a great tribute sure window pays to the eternal feminine every time that savitri asks this boon he will mention women now it is not just by chance even at that highest plane she is yogendra refers to her as the woman the original woman the eternal feminine of whom all women are meant to be embodiments you know their shakti raises uh, you know this is the true women empowerment if you like the true women empowerment actually mother says that is that she recognizes that she is shakti otherwise she will always remain dependent on somebody or the other on this person that person on system laws rules governance but she is shakti she can create she is made in the image of shakti there is some reason it cannot be on the contrary without her he is unmanifest he is unmanifest so she is there is some deep profound truth that's what the other day i was speaking to someone and Uh, I did pranam. So these two ladies said, "Why are you doing pranam to us?" I said, "Can't help it. The divine mother has chosen the form, feminine form. So we have no choice but to do pranam to this very form. Can't help it. So there is some some deep truth which we at this point cannot fathom. So look at Shurabindo. The moments fell into eternity, but someone yearned within a bosom unknown. and silently the woman's heart replied thy peace because he has said my formless infinite peace come into that but she doesn't want she asked that peace but for what thy peace o lord a boon within to keep amid the roar and ruin of wild time for the magnificent soul of man on earth thy calm o lord that bears thy hands of joy she asks that peace and calm on which the divine ananda can have its play say i want yes but for the so magnificent soul of man not for myself granted limitless like ocean round a lonely isle a second time the eternal cry arose wide open are the ineffable gates in front my spirit leans down to break the knot of earth amorous of oneness without thought or sign to cast down wall and fence to strip heaven bare see with the large eye of infinity and weave the stars and into silence pass says once again okay i am granted peace but now infinity i am opening the doors oneness enter into it let the stars cease unweave the stars in an immense and world destroying pause she heard a million creatures cry to her she is embodying now everybody she is the divine mother through the tremendous stillness of her thoughts immeasurably the woman's nature spoke look at it i mean what a tribute savitri even as just you know lifting the feminine to what levels she says i need your oneness but again for what thy oneness lord in many approaching hearts my sweet infinity of thy numberless souls it's my infinity i am the divine mother i want it but for numberless souls i want to gift them the boon of oneness and infinity means these beings will be spontaneously living by the law of oneness we read that that time and by their their nature will be open to the infinite so finite and the infinite will mate together the transient and the eternal will meet together so they will not be bound by any uh, limited belief systems or uh, formal ways mental rules or you know any anything social or religious formulas 
or dogmas because by nature they will be open to infinite so she says i want it a third time swell the great admonishing call i spread abroad the refuge of my being wings out of its incommunicable deeps my power looks forth of mightiest splendor still into its majesty of sleep withdrawn above the dreadful whirlings of the world my power which lies in the hush come would you like to come and a sob of things was answered to the voice and passionately the woman's heart replied i need the power but for what thy energy lord to seize on woman and man to take all things and creatures in their grief and gather them into a mother's arms i need your power but to heal the grief the wounds the pain in human heart so that they all can feel the touch of the divine mother and her love i need your power for that solemn and distant like a seraph's lyre in last great time the warning sound was heard i open the wide eye of solitude to uncover the voiceless rapture of my bliss now you see one by one peace oneness power bliss all these are aspects of the divine where in a pure and exquisite hush it lies motionless in its slumber of ecstasy resting from the sweet madness of the dance out of whose beat the throb of hearts was born breaking the silence with appeal and cry a hymn of adoration tireless climbed a music beat of winged uniting souls then all the women yearningly replied to bliss what does she say thy embrace which rends the living knot of pain the bliss that can heal i need it but as thy embrace upon earth thy joy o lord in which all creatures breathe thy magic flowing waters of deep love thy sweetness give to me for earth and men so she seeks these bones in a certain sense savitri ends here but let us not let us complete the last before that also so these bones are granted the marvelous passage been read by the mother book 11 worth you know hearing and uh, all these passages are uh, read by the mother very powerfully almost 37 minutes 250 lines each word and then she she is granted these bones for whom for earth and men she had all the options before her but she chooses page 706 this super mind shall be his nature's fount right now our nature's fount is mind with this ascension now we will not be driven by mind which is a dividing and ignorance uh, ignorant thing but by the super mind so the new creation will be new humanity will be driven by the super mind the eternal truth said mold his thoughts and acts so you see the mate with the eternal the eternal's truth shall be his light and guide all then shall change a magic order come 
overtopping this mechanical universe a mightier race shall inhabit the mortal's world on nature's luminous tops on the spirit's ground this superman shall reign as king of life make earth almost the mate and peer of heaven and lead towards god and truth man's ignorant heart and lift towards godhead his mortality so you know the boon is granted and then there is a long description of uh, you know what this super humanity of tomorrow will be so the boon has been granted in essence but the time has to come and that's what 708 because people say okay the boon is granted but where it is well it now it's there now it's going to manifest through a process of time and we can see it already as i said if you see from 56 to mm-hmm. 2017 itself hardly 60 70 years is nothing in the life of earth and look the sea change that's a subject in its own right and what's going to come after another 100 years now it's difficult for us to imagine in 100 years we crossed such barriers from bullock cart to the interstellar spaces can we imagine in the span of 100 years and before that tens of thousands of years the bullock cart and the horseback and the elephant and look at where it has gone exponentially and at every level as i said in relationship in, you know, suddenly you see the feminine has come and she is bound to rise you can't help it i always say mother is the first person who really created the authentic feminine women revolution if for nothing else as i said there are many many things in the <coughs> ashram and through her occult work in the world because this is what a woman should be an embodiment of shakti i'm going to just think about this whole thing of now many things many things human mind is already accepting you know the other day i was reading about total body transplant i mean basically that there can be a body maybe in 100 200 years you can have a designer body in which the soul can directly enter without really going through the process of death imagine you know if you are conscious of your soul and time comes you want to leave the body but you you know you don't want to go through that whole process of loss so you have a body in which you can ready, ready to enter now imagine you know so much more is going to come so these are all manifestations all manifestations that's why shobindo's truth is far greater than secular religious or any formal truth it goes beyond it goes beyond even traditional spiritual truths because everything in creation ultimately is divine in its origin so he is manifesting in countless ways including science i mean it's it's mind boggling if you look at it so some you know to what extent she has secured this boon for us 708 even should a hostile force cling to its reign and claim its rights perpetual sovereignty and man refuse his high spiritual fate even if man refuses yet shall the secret truth in things prevail it's no more left to man mother said that now it is no more left to man all that is left to us is receive it or you don't want to doesn't matter it will do its work for in the march of all fulfilling time the hour must come of the transcendence will few lines below even there shall come as a high crown of all last thing the end of physical death it will be the last people want physical immortality immediately because you know it it will take time for matter to be ready for that even there shall come as a high crown of all the end of death the death of ignorance but first high truth must set her feet on earth and man aspire to the eternal's light so the, the role of choice is still yeah but 
in a certain sense we can say that choice exists in another sense we can say it doesn't exist <laughs> normally it is nature but at another level it will be the divine mother moving us that's why the mother says the only true freedom is in union with the divine there is no other freedom <laughs> whereas the asura mistakes freedom to mean freedom even from the divine that's how he cut himself off the original plunge i don't need to be under anybody's influence to waha se shuru hota hai this precipitous fall but freedom by its nature see logically because there is the one from whom all is emerged so how can you go beyond the one and the infinite but you can unite now earlier it was if you unite no more possibility of life here but you can unite while living so you can be free but in union with the divine the soul can be free in union with the divine the mind can be free in union with the divine life can be free in union with the divine and even the body can be free if it can unite with the divine there are number of mothers experiences even documented in prayers and meditation where she speaks about the earth uniting with the supreme that's why when mother spoke of savitri she said what all savitri contains she says record of experiences of the one who has written it that is your pito mother read the savitri subsequently she read then she says uh, the yoga of the earth in its ascension towards the supreme so it the original yoga is being done by earth that is how you know we have vara avatar taking out earth out of you know even before there is anything else so is the yoga of the earth in its ascension towards the supreme in purana we have earth going to vishnu and saying please come i am burdened and then she says the uh, the divine mother when she takes incarnation i mean something to this as effect uh, the difficulties of adaptation because her consciousness is so vast infinite how will that power that glory get into a small little mortal frame which is <laughs> not ready even to hold uh, the full development of the mind even a genius breaks down so she has to adapt cram herself and then stay and then bring the change so she says that these are the things which are there in savitri and of course the entire it is a step by step guide to the whole yoga of transformation and goes on to say reading is to engage in yoga if you do nothing else you are just reading savitri you are actually doing yoga now how how much more simple yoga can become <laughs> I mean, spoon feeding, literally, and we can see it. You know, when we read it, what power it contains. It just creates a zone of silence, a zone of peace, of joy, of wideness. Isn't it? We are transported into another world. And imagine this is a touch. What would happen if one does just Savitri Sadhana? What it would be? Yes, and then towards the end, page seven ten, this whole boon that slowly it is going to overtake more and more people. The frontiers of the ignorance shall recede. More and more souls shall enter into light. Minds lit, inspired, the occult summoner here, and life's blaze with a sudden inner flame. and hearts grow enamored of divine delight and human wills tune to the divine will these separate selves the spirits oneness feel these senses of heavenly sense grow capable the flesh and nerves of a strange ethereal joy and mortal bodies of immortality what is transformation described here <laughs> in 6 7 lines completely what is transformation this transformation so what will move right now we are moved by desire impulses all kinds of things when they become quiet what will move us a divine force shall flow through tissue and cell mark the words tissue and cell force a divine force shall flow through tissue and cell and take the charge of breath and speech and act 
and all the thoughts shall be a glow of suns and every feeling is celestial thrill the superhumanity of tomorrow last three lines nature shall live to manifest secret god the spirit shall take up the human play this earthly life become the life divine so when this boon is asked and they are granted and satyavan is back on earth and meanwhile the king and the queen they have grown sight somebody has come from the kingdom and said look your empire has come back so all the king's minister the king the seer and sages they want to now coronate him but where is savitri and satyavan they are missing it's already late so they go into the forest to search this what the return to earth so they want to find you know where are they meanwhile satyavan and savitri are having a dialogue satyavan suddenly wakes up in her lap and says you know it looks like we have seen the face of god he says how beautiful and he says savitri you look also very changed like a heavenly being and savitri says all now is changed yet all is still the same heavens love fulfills but cancels not the earths says ki i'm still to you the same savitri so it's not like you know now i become a very revered being it's the earthly play so beautiful she says i'm still the same savitri to you though she has rescued him but she says i'm still to you the same savitri it just goes on is the last uh, canto and then meanwhile they come and uh, they see savitri the the king comes and everybody so satyavan replies because dumat sena when he sees satyavan he says oh he chides him where were you so late you know i was worried i was anxious you you are just you know with i gave the permission to go you're but ha you are the light of our eyes where did you vanish and you know what satyavan replies page 623 723 but satyavan replied with smiling lips lay all on her she is the cause of all <laughs> lay all on her everything <laughs> why i have vanished why i have come back why i am still here happy been you it is all because of her <laughs> the whole yoga is summarized in one sentence there is a letter of shurbindo it's a bengali letter translating in in english the mother is the path and the mother is the goal if you know this then all else is done for you some people make this big mistake i have seen people say i want to find my psychic being i want to find my inner being i want to find the planes of consciousness how you will find oh yes open to the mother you are putting it other other way round <laughs> say i want to live in the mother all else will come naturally he says lay all on her she is the cause of all and then the sages see her so one of the sage feels very intuitively that she is just no not just ordinary putravadu she is someone very special because she just come back after that transmutation and she is still radiant with that glory so he says if this is she of whom the world has heard wonder no more at any happy change each easy miracle of felicity of her transmuting heart the alchemy is if this is she everything is possible see the whole secret of yoga of transformation is being given to us again and again but so powerfully in the end first through satyavan then through the sage then one spoke one of the sages he says who are you what is the power you bring what have you done such a big transformation has come and then savitri replies but first the question then one spoke there who seemed a priest and sage oh woman soul what light what power revealed working the rapid marvels of this day opens for us by the happier age 
rapid marvels transformation is like that long preparation and then half a day he found his site he got his kingdom and satyavanta they don't even know what has happened his destiny is changed mother says how many times you don't even know what the grace has done but how she says when this sage asks her you are bringing a happier age for us how last line on this page then falling veil the light she opened for a moment to reveal the truth then she veils the light lo she replied page 724 what is yoga awakened to the meaning of my heart that to feel love and oneness is to live and this the magic of our golden change is all the truth i know or seek oh sage you ask me where is the power the power is love where did i find it in my own heart what is this love it is the love that flows from the heart of oneness that's it nothing else not the love that we see in the maze of division but the love and oneness and without it we don't even live yes <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know what i said the love that flows from the heart of oneness ah, see, from heart of oneness what is yoga so i'll just repeat these lines in fact we will stop with that because after that she comes and then while humanity is happy with what she has brought she is already working towards the creation of tomorrow beyond supramental beyond you know that we'll read these last three lines on this page which are the last lines of savitri then come back to these four lines she brooded through her stillness on a thought deep guarded by the her mystic folds of light and in her bosom nursed a greater dawn is my personal take my personal understanding that the mother went beyond the supramental creation and she wanted to precipitate even the the descent of love and ananda upon earth for which you need the supramental creation there reasons for that but somewhere else. so she is already see normally we think sure bindu's yoga supramental transformation that's the end Huh? 1962 that love uh, yeah, yeah yeah so she wanted to go beyond because this is done so she says there is a prayer that what do i do next so now next is the reign of love and ananda which is for which you need this truth consciousness so she was working toward that and actually experienced that in her very body and there is a description of that so she is already guarding for man the future dawn which is yet to come now we'll leave with these four lines on page 724 awakened to the meaning of my heart that to feel love and oneness is to live and this the magic of our golden change is all the truth i know or seek oh sage